following program on Other Than a 24 is classified MA. It is intended for adults and may be unsuitable for children under 17. It may contain crude and decent language, explicit sexual activity, graphic violence, or political ideology. Viewer discretion is strictly advised. The following podcast contains opinions of the participants and does not reflect the views and beliefs of the Verena Media Network. The network believes in a safe space for all ideas to be expressed without any censorship and on its duty to create such a platform for free speech. Listener discretion is strictly advised. This is the State of the Nation podcast. Welcome to the State of the Nation podcast. I'm Danny Dutanavasam and I'm here with Mahesh Joni, the host of the State of the Nation program. Mahesh, good to see you. Uh, how have you been? How has the 75 years of independence been treating you? I'm not that old. <laughs> no, I mean in general, what, what do you think about the results of the 75 years, given that I think the biggest debate was how much was spent on the parade. But before we get to that, Uh, what do you think what do you think about where we are right now every sri lankan citizen has to who who is alive right now has to actually reflect on that question what do we as a nation can show as growth or whatever for the past 75 years of our um country's uh, existence since independence um i i i go back to something that i, I usually said uh, i think few months back if you actually look at 75 years of america governing by themselves 75 years of the uh, of uk governing by themselves um any any nation that is been considered to be uh, very wealthy very developed and up there if we consider those uh, nations and if you look at their history and see what were they doing when they were 75 years old as a democracy i think you will see the same thing that has been happening here in sri lanka what has happened is um i think i had a very interesting conversation with uh, former chief justice arthur silva where he explained because he was he's an individual who was born prior to independence and uh, he has he, he knows our constitution from the time it was given to us from 1948 up until t- now so he he's a very you know um uh, very fascinating witness of this country's history for that past 75 years because he he, he knows what was going on and he he has studied very well um in terms of the constitution and the things where we went wrong and one of the things he told me was um we got it right prior to independence because the systems that was exist in existence at that particular time uh prior to 1948 it was i think the donomore um uh, reforms which was in existence um i think we were we had a governor general and uh, we were we were part and parcel of the british kingdoms and uh, what he said was the they already established a good system that works 
So basically, um, the ministry, you have a particular person uh, who is heading a certain a certain subject. Let's say if it is agriculture, there is a minister. But the minister is not running by himself. He's been supported by a, a, a council that is basically taking decisions. The minister alone don't take decisions. But the council, as a collective, takes decision on agricultural reforms. Let's say, for an example, or or some kind of uh, you know w- whatever that progress is required in that particular field. So that is very interesting uh, for me to uh, hear when when we say we already had a system that worked for us and that was beneficial for this country, and then we started making a mess of things from the time we got uh, independence. Uh, first one we, we didn't know where we wanted to lean towards we had the british system then we had uh, so much of influence about the the french system which is which is the current version which is going on we we were we had a prime ministerial uh, centered parliament and then we went and got the executive to come in now the executive is not if you look at the americans uh, way of governance you have the executive you have the judiciary and you have the um the legislature which is the congress but all three are not connected you you the president's political party will win the congress and the senate but still they stand independent they're very well independent from from how they operate so the congress's job is to hold the legislature and the judiciary accountable for whatever the actions they make the judiciary's responsibility is to ensure that the congress and the the executive is held accountable executive's responsibility is to ensure that the congress and and the judiciary functions in 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 a positive manner and that they continuously work on that realm now that system exists i keep i keep hitting this uh, uh lectern right next to us um apologies for that noise but uh, yeah, but what i'm trying to say is that the president as the executive does not have uh, is not required to go and select a set of people from the congress to run his government he can basically select anyone he likes get the approval of the congress and then be responsible for the governance of the country he will he will tell this is the path we are going and the congress duty is to hold people accountable and create legislation that's it now in our case we've completely screwed it up what we have is a parliamentary system which which acts like the congress but from the executive point of view the executive is not asked to select anyone he wants in the country to create his cabinet and then run the country but he is been asked by the constitution go select a person from the cabinet itself uh, from the parliament itself so apparently the cabinet that has to be created for the president is being created from the parliamentary system now the parliament is not in- independent anymore it can't stand alone and 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 uh, bring some kind of uh, accountability to the presidency because obviously the parliament is also part of the executive right now with the cabinet ministerial system being uh, requested to go and take it from from the parliament itself now that is i think there is a problem 
I have this conversation. Uh, I mean, lots of people give a lot of various excuses saying, no, 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 we have to get the parliament to be part of the cabinet and all those things. But I think that that's where the real problem started. Now, see, why why is everyone, if he, let's say, uh, any person, if we are talking about our uh, uh, parliamentary system, political system, everybody says politicians are thieves, politicians are corrupt. We, we, we know this, this song we keep singing all the time. Um, everybody, all across the board, every single person, if you go and ask a two-year-old, what do you think about politicians? They're not going to say, oh, they're very inspirational. They they help me to think, you know, be a better person. Never, never been said about our politicians. It's always they're thieves, they're, they're corrupt, they, 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 they messed this country, they are the reason we are in this state, all that. Now, you need to ask, why do anybody get into politics? Most of the time, if it, if you have a good good you know sense, good ethos, the reason you would be getting into politics is to make sure that you create a better system for the people of this country. Yeah, the public service. Yes, um, it is basically to make everything better yeah. than what it was. But what happens is a lot of people we see get into politics because they want to get power. Now, where do you get power? Where does the power lie? Is, is, is a question you need to ask in our uh, Sri Lankan system. Now, you, we see the power, the real power lies with the executive presidency. Yeah. Uh, the executive president is so powerful that the real power lies there. Now, then you ask the parliamentary system, let's start, uh, headed by the prime minister. Not exactly powerful, right? So, so, but still, there is a certain limit, uh, you know, um, amount of power you can manipulate uh, the, 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 the way the country is progressing. Uh, you can do a lot of things there. You can create laws, you can, you can implement. I, I mean, it, it's there, but it's not exact, not in par with the executive presidency, because obviously we put the executive presidency right at the top. So, anybody who's getting into uh, parliament or politics has the 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 intention of being the country's president one day yeah. uh, that's how they think even though they might not be able to come close to uh, to that even that's why they get into into uh, politics because you actually want to be lead this nation so everybody thinks i'm a leader every single person who comes to parliament think oh no no i can be the president if I actually do things, I mean, they, they, they do that. Now, I mean, our current president proved it. Like, if you want it for long enough, you might actually get it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he, he actually, it was more or less like, you know, I'm going to wait this out. Yeah. I'm going to wait this out up until the time they give me this position. And that's exactly what happened. They gave him this position. Um, but anyways, what, what I was like, trying to say is now everybody's thinking that they can be president. Now what happens is now they know where the real power lies, which is the executive presidency. You come into parliament. Now there is an individual who called the president, if you are the winning party or the party from where the president is, now you have to go and make him happy because we've given all the power to one single individual. He's yeah. like the king of the king of our country. Now, every single other person who's close by in the realms of, of of this president will worship the guy and try to make him happy. Why? Because in return, he will give you something. What is it? Basically, a cabinet ministerial position. 
because the cabinet ministerial position is, if you take the parliamentary system, is like the highest uh, uh, privilege position that exists. Everybody can't be cabinet ministers. Yeah. So uh, so you have a very limited one. So now you had to go please the president, the executive, give me a, give me some kind of thing, like which is the uh, cabinet uh, system. I am seriously going to remove this to some place before I keep making noises. Anyhow, so that is that that seems to be where the problem lies now it is no longer about governing the country it is no longer about creating laws that is that will be better for sri lanka it's it's no longer that it's about how can i please this individual and get the best deal for myself and that is where like I don't know whether you remember there were there was a minister uh, when the former president uh, actually became the president um uh, in his uh event where he was giving so uh, uh, swearing of his ministers one individual I'm not going to tell the name he was expecting a certain portfolio a cabinet portfolio a cabinet portfolio so i don't know you go back to uh, youtube look for the visuals and see now this individual comes so now you have the i, I think he had it in candino yeah, yeah. Uh, so so um the the the, the president's uh, chair is right like at the at the beginning of the hall and you have ministers now you have certain places like the cabinet ministers are uh, you know seated right in front then you have the state ministers and all this so now this person comes like you can see this is on camera this is how i saw it he comes uh, and he checks where he's been asked to sit, uh, you know sit is it a, in a cabinet position or is it in a state ministerial position and this person goes and checks you can see it in the visual where he, this person is visibly checking the seats no sooner he figured out he, he's been assigned to a state ministerial position he he makes of it and he walks out right. he walks out he does not take that ministerial position so later on we get to know that apparently this individual who supported this president for a very long period of time was not interested in taking why because it was not a cabinet ministerial position so this is this is the problem i'm telling because i think what one of the lessons we need to learn is we need to segregate the parliament to the point that it has nothing to do with the executive the executive and the parliament should be separated you cannot select anyone to govern the nation from the parliament the parliament should only be given the authority to create laws to hold the executive and the judiciary accountable and to make sure that the rest of the systems are functioning they they, they should they should go into the uh, super supervisory role rather than getting involved in the executive then we can actually start to see the president given the priority here look you are responsible for the governance if you don't do it abcd will be the uh, way of things like, like like i think that is one of the reasons i think we have screwed it up right now or like the former ceo said we can go into that you know, the council uh, where there you know you get everybody to be part of the governing process that is i mean i understand what he 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 is saying and which is very very much valid and 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 since it has been tested out i believe 
we have the 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 know-how of understanding how this system will work but the caliber of people who existed 75 years prior like ds and like um swrt banda naika you know that type of calib you know high quality politicians they don't exist right now because what we get is this substandard road of a you know politician right now because they don't have that standard so none of the 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 professionals none of the big dudes none of the ones who actually have a status wants to get into politics because of the simple fact that it is not a very pleasant place to be it is not exactly like a a a, a respectable position anymore um so that's where you see the problem of the those types of councils being created and everybody being part of it but i don't know i what in my honest opinion that is one of the things we can learn from these 75 years is the fact that the judici- uh, the executive and the parliamentary system should have a huge black mark uh, black uh, what do you call uh, a marker and 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 created a, a really strong uh, line that differentiate the two and they don't mix you can basically be in the political party you can have that going on that's okay but the the parliamentary system should be as such that they exist not to get involved in the governance of the country but to uphold laws create laws and to be the supervisor they should be the the, the supreme body of accountability and the president if you are going with the presidential system should be allowed to govern and be held responsible he should be brought down from you know from that supreme position and he should be brought down where he is answerable to the parliament and can be like we see like in in the united states system where the where the president doesn't come physically but he the congress ask him question and he has to submit written uh, uh, answers to those questions uh, to the 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 um the congress so i think that is one of the things we can look into 75 years of the united states of america was messy as well it was miserable for them as well they were in a, in a, in a war uh everything was bad for them as well despite the fact that we've been looked down right now as a nation 75 years down the line of america that was a shit hole 75 years down on the british the united kingdom i i even don't know because i did study uh, european history but i didn't study that you know far yeah, they were technically the colonizers right so yeah exactly uh, it is uh, from so, them we gain independence from yeah, so it's, exactly it's, it's clear, so, so any of like, those countries that that actually considered to be a wealthy nation right now 75 years i guarantee you but there are nations uh, there are good stories like singapore um you have i think uh, even south Korea uh countries like that actually made a really good turnaround because they uh, the interference they had from other sources other parties other you know superpower um, uh, nations was very limited um, might not be the case with South Korea but there was they were given the opportunity to yeah. uh, ba- basically build uh, their country whereas we we are not given that opportunity right now I want to uh, pick on something that you mentioned about uh, how 
within the parliament the the mps are actually looking at becoming the president one day and uh, i think this uh, that works really well with something i wanted to take from the president's speech that he made uh, in parliament which is the fourth session is in the ninth parliament the fourth session of the ninth parliament uh, we'll just listen into that and we'll continue prajatantravaadi adhaswalin poshito idiriyata yamu rata vati ati asadhya tatwen godaganimata uparima sahaya demu දේශපාලන අරමුණ ගැන සිතන්න අවශ්‍ය නම් රටේ මේ අර්බුදේ මුදාගත් පසු ඒ ගැන හිතමු. All right that was the president addressing the parliament after it was uh prorogued. Um but the president mentions towards the end that we should not be technically playing politics but at this junction we need to be working together you know the general rhetoric he has been saying for quite some time. uh now i i firstly want to get your take on the president's speech per se divided opinions i think as usual uh and i think except the tna and uh, and the governing party i believe uh, there was a stage of walkout the opposition party staged a walkout out in terms of uh, uh when the president was coming in to to deliver his speech um firstly from what you have gathered often like the things that you have heard and i think the president makes a reference to a paper that i believe he probably reads <laughs> constantly uh towards the beginning and towards the end of his speech uh, i yeah. want to get your yeah sorry i want to get your thoughts on the speech in general and then i want to ask you is the president uh not framing but positioning himself in a way where whatever he does and says we have to just like take it because he decided to raise his hand during this crisis moment does that give him some form of authority because i don't know what he believe but as uh, i said, i know what i would believe i know what like a lot of people would believe but i don't know if he's thinking that he was the only option that we had kind of idea the thing is we have to accept the fact that he was the only option uh this why uh, w- w- whether we like it or not he is the one who put his hand up and said okay i'll take this uh th- that is the truth those are facts those are not something that we can actually uh interpret in a certain way we like uh because that is the truth um when gotabe rajpaksa could not be bothered to govern this country uh he looked at the parliament and uh, the only person like the other one was sajit premadasa but for sajit premadasa i don't know who was advising him at that particular moment but he was like you know you 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 resign then i'll come kind of that's what he excuse me he wrote in that letter uh, to president gotabe when he, when gotabe sent a letter asking opposition leader hey take take over the premiership but then he responded saying no 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 i will take the premiership you got to resign as a president so i mean like that that For was him like to president. <laughs> yeah i don't know what he was trying to do but then uh, running wickremising us all the opportunity took took the opportunity and here we are um now uh, whatever said and done he's he's holding the fort whether he's doing a good job of it or, or not is something else but he is holding the fort uh every single person who can scream and shout and say lots of things um does not have the right to criticize him or to tell uh you know does he think does i mean i don't think it's a valid uh uh point because nobody took that position tanindu nobody was bothered to come and take that critical 
uh, a decision to be the uh, to be the responsible individual of this nation but he did and this is where the conundrum starts we know ranil vikramasinghe prior to i think the 2019 uh, 2020 general election or even the 2019 general uh, presidential election that person and the person we found after the 2020 um two uh, whole whole event um two different people seems to be two different people at least from the from the appearance side of things but is it possible that he's blanketing this different sort of perspective because the SLPP is sort of you know pseudo in charge but still wants to push his, push the same agenda that he initially believed in that is what is remain to be seen but that is where the whole uh, i mean this question i'm bringing up because of you know i want to ask you about like his vision what he said within that's, his that's, speech no uh, okay if you if you look at the whole uh, throne speech um, i think it was more of the same in terms of what a politician would say he they come i mean one thing prior to that whole uh, throne speech was told uh, we were told that apparently ex- uh, the pres- i think in on the 4th of february speech he made uh, he said i'm going to come up with a 25 year plan so the next 25 years when we reach 100 years of independence we will not be a bankrupt nation we will be one that is very sustainable very developed now i was expecting in the throne speech he's going to say a b c d this is the way forward this is the path this is what we are going to do never heard all what i heard was i did a lot of this and i did a lot of that and you know all that and then he came to say that if you have an idea please come and share it with me or i'm going to talk about this in the future or something of that nature but there was no concrete 25 year uh, a road map to get the country to the place where he believes it should be and on top of it uh, one of the things he was more focusing on is to tell the people that he has no solution other than the IMF yeah. now that is where the problem lies because i am not a believer of the IMF uh i have been like on state of the nation even we've been telling people if the imf comes this is what will happen first thing we were telling them is that the ir taxes are going to go up look what is happening right now everyone is on the streets protesting because the taxes are high that's what we've been telling go we've been telling for months now prior to the decision made by the government to go to the imf we've been telling this is not the way forward because the imf do not care about people they don't how much ever they try to come here and smile have a good interview with you know bored journalists uh people who they can basically you know manipulate and get the word across the way they want um none of them none of them care about the people of sri lanka and this is what we have to understand sadly sadly no one in this world cares about us as sri lankans not a single nation in the world give a shit about sri lanka this is something we learned from this crisis we have to look at who came to assist us india came okay now india is asking for some you know for our energy for that for this now they're telling us to uh, take care of the 13th amendment all that so now that is not what a real friend does a real friend would come assist 
and get you on your feet and continue the relationship. No influence, no pressure. Now, everybody would like, like I, I know the liberals will be start screaming, saying, you know, nobody gets a free lunch. Well, obviously, okay, you don't get a free lunch and nor do you call that person a friend then. Right now, if you're calling any nation a friendly nation, then we have to understand what is the best form of friendliness that they can extend towards us. That is where we need to identify, okay, fine, if we are also going to India, then we also want something. What do we need? Trade. Okay, so if the best trade deal, who's giving us? That would be the best way forward. And right now, who's? what, what are the nations that are giving trade deals? I think... Um, Singapore is uh, giving us trade deals. Indonesia is giving us. Um, I think India is uh, still in discussion, I think, for a free trade agreement. And, and China. And China. So these nations are... are, are that, is a, that is one of the things we need to keep looking into, not just keep coming back to, you know, saying that the IMF will solve all our problems. I think... Was it this? Uh, I think it was this morning we were talking about how the economy was opened uh, uh, back in the 70s. 78, yeah, yeah 78, 78, when yeah. J.R. Javadana uh, actually went and pushed this country to be an open economy. The biggest mistake, the biggest, the wh- what we are, the price we are paying right now is his stupid mistake of opening the economy. It was the IMF that was pushing us to open the economy at that time. Uh, um, more, more or less America was pushing us but you know we all know America is IMF IMF is America um, and and for for opening up the economy uh, Javadana received a state visit to the United States uh, Ronald Reagan was the president and he, he praised I think I played this cut uh, yeah. I think on State of the Nation yeah. where Ronald Reagan uh, is saying to J.R. Jawadana that I think we should play that cut uh, uh, on this podcast as well, where where he says, by the decision you made to open your economy, generations of Sri Lankans will benefit. Yeah. It wasn't for generations of Sri Lankans that'll benefit. It'll benefit America. Yeah, let's, let's, let's listen to the clip very quickly. Sri Lanka is among those enlightened nations that understand incentives hold the key for greater economic growth and personal opportunity. I believe your people and their children will reap rewards for many years to come thanks to the bold economic steps that you've taken. We're pleased that Americans are playing a part in this effort. Your endeavors to improve your people's economic well-being continues to have our solid support. Your country has vast potential. Mr. President, Sri Lanka is an example of independent people determining their own destiny and a country which the United States is proud to count among its friends. Yes, Major, I think you can continue that thought process. That was the uh, state visit and what was the ideas that were shared between our former president and the president of the United States. Yes, you're saying. So you you see like the 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 agenda of the IMF now one of the things we really need to understand what happened in 2022 what happened in 2022 was we we mismanaged everything by ourselves i'm not going to blame anyone else for that no country no nation no 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 
particular individual for 75 years, we mismanaged everything. Uh, we mismanaged our economy, we mismanaged our uh, social um, uh, statuses, we mismanaged our uh, society, we mismanaged everything. Now we are reaping the benefits of it. Um, so if it is in that instance, if we have done that, um, now what happened in 2022? 2022, we, uh, by the beginning of 2022, we were told that we don't have enough money to buy necess uh, essential uh, items that is required, like gas, fuel. We didn't have money. All, all right. So a crisis was created. In like this is where it becomes very dodgy. It, this is where it becomes very murky because when there is a crisis being created or when there is a crisis, lots of vultures comes into the, the, the setup in order to see how they can benefit. And it happened. And again, I'm going to tell what I've been telling for, for many years. The people's protest, the people's anger that rose from all around the country because of less no gas no fuel frustration there was no slpp unp bugger or any no everybody all across the board was frustrated the slpp buggers was frustrated of gotabe rajpaksa was like dude we gave you everything what the hell are you doing why aren't you doing anything about it they were even more frustrated than anyone else in the in this entire country. And the SJB buggers were like, this is what we told you, jackasses. We've been telling you don't trust Gotabe. Okay, now now see, we are in, we are in this crisis. Um, and everybody was frustrated. And that was getting translated uh, through agitations. They were blocking roads, trying to get, you know, various things. You know, we can understand that frustration because it was coming from all around the country, not just golfers. And golfers was like the symbolic place where these people can come and scream because the people who were really, really going through uh, uh, this troublesome time because the president's uh, secretariat was right there. So they came. And, and these people started gathering and that is where the vultures saw the opportunity. There were people seated in the sidelines who've been manipulating the system, who've been putting poison from here, there, everywhere. I think from 2000, I forget about 2009, I think since 70s. Um, that's what they've been doing. And they saw the opportunity and then they came and then they amplified it. And it amplified it to a, such an ugly state. Sri Lanka is now bankrupt. Socially, morally, financially, you name it, you're bankrupt. So right now, you have to take stock of things. Understand what happened. So what happened, in my opinion, in 2022, was that we had an issue. Everybody came and amplified it to get where they want us to go. Now, where are we is a question. So we are at the, we are in our knees in front of the IMF. Now IMF is meddling with everything, policies, uh, our, our, our way of governance, how we need to run this country. The only obstacle they had in the past 16 times was the nationalistic people. 
the 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 ones who were thinking about Sri Lanka first. Basically, it was earlier on. It was Mahindra Rajapaksa. Then then we thought it was Gotabaya Rajapaksa, which was not the case. And you have a lot of various individuals who, from time to time, came as this nationalistic Sri Lanka first type of a leader. Now they needed to get rid of it because sixteen times they tried. Because of this particular group, they couldn't succeed. They couldn't make knee, make uh, Sri Lanka to kneel in front of them, and and basically run everything the way they want. Take care of the uh, you know basically have a monopoly on our energy, monopoly in our uh, financial systems, monopoly in our society. Couldn't do it because these guys are like like a like this annoying pimple in your face, right there all the time. So this. For our for for our absolute unfortunate timing, this crisis came at a point when those nationalistic individuals were in power. That then it was so easy to you know it's basically now you know the the iron is hot now we gotta hit it so hard and mold it according to the way we want. And I see that happening. That happened in 2022. If you look at how the U.S. ambassador Julie Chang was basically visiting Gotabaya Rajapaksa, then going and meeting all the protesters, going uh, meeting Gotabaya Rajapaksa, I know personally that it is it is still not verified, but I know lots of people been telling me. Several people been telling me who has very very close information uh, to the former president, saying that apparently she has been calling constantly, constantly on the on, on the former president's uh, um, personal phone and telling him various kinds of things. And then she goes and says oh look at the social media activists come let's have dr- tea let's have biscuits let's have you know scones or whatever the hell you eat uh, uh for tea uh, everything let's 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 and, and talk about how we are going to uh you know create such a good strategy for sri lanka in social activism and blah 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 there was a good thing i think there um, i saw another clip about this uh, other dude um, uh, from india uh where he said you know the civil society civil societies are the ones who 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 Julie Chang went and had discussions so by definition that means we are uncivilized only on, only those people the ones she sat down and had the civil society but i don't even understand what it means okay so so just like that uh these people had you know hands and their paws in every part of the pie this is where you have to ask a question all right if they were good with this side and if they were good with that side and if this side and that side was hammering with each other who are the puppet masters who are the, the eventual winners of this concept? who are the eventual winners that means who are actually narrating this entire story we were shown a beautiful film a film of people's absolute frustration that translated into people winning their right 
Yeah, even literally, like the pictures. Yeah, exactly, the exactly. Videos. <laughs> Everything, like you know, oh, this is this is a people's protest, and they're they're trying to tell that again over and over again. The narration from the, especially from the liberal side, they're saying you know, this is a people. No, no, it wasn't a people's protest. It was a selective fuse protest. The people got caught to it. People got fooled. Everybody was narrating the. It, it is so easy, isn't it, Danilu? When you are hungry. and i keep right in front of you a plate of food and completely deprive you of getting it but still you can see it you are hungry and i tell you dance lift your right leg lift your left leg now shake your uh, booty okay all that you have no in, you know self worth at this moment it's it's not about whether your freedom towards your left leg or your right leg uh, or your behind it is about how can i eat the food because i'm so hungry and that's what we were in 2022 we were hungry for what for 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 basic necessities so they everybody was like all these so called civil society the uncivil society came and basically got us to drama uh, dance according to their beat and here we are now talking about 75 years no i think the biggest manipulation and the biggest uh the biggest deception dishonesty that occurred in the past 75 years to the people of sri lanka happened in 2022 i would actually take that back i would say the biggest deception sadly for people uh who who believed in this country the biggest deception the bis- biggest dishonesty occurred in 2019 because we were promised that we were going to fix this country and that person couldn't be bothered to even fix his bloody house he was living in so here we are yeah 75 years of bliss i guess of i don't know what words to say because it has become that sad well mahesh i think taking into account the sort of like the last thoughts that you mentioned there it gives us a good sort of platform to end the discussion and maybe to have a, a better discussion next week as well because we need to have some form of direction in where we are going and if and we need to hold our president accountable if he's not planning on giving us that direction uh and I think even not only the president but also parliamentarians anyone who is in leadership roles that accountability the, needs to exist. The yeah. problem right now now we are we are we are trying to find solutions right then we are trying to find solutions now 75 years we got we ended up bankrupt okay fine. Now what what is going to happen to the next 25 next 50 next 75 years all right. Now we have to find solutions. Now everybody is telling us this is the solution that is the solution we have to do this we have to do that. Now you see a lot of pushback from the people. Why? a simple question why why like we uh, all these politicians are coming and saying we have to tax you in order to cover up the losses now that is logically economically we anybody can understand okay if the government needs to find some kind of uh, uh, funding they have to go tax the people fine understood but yet there is a pushback why one thing is of course everybody is selfish you have to accept that second is i see a lot of 
people do not trust the people who are coming up and telling them these are the solutions because the ones who are coming up and telling us all right this is what we have to do this is what we need to do right now the here are the policies here are the strategies here is the plan nobody believes them because they are the very same people who got us to this shithole they are the ones like even if you look at all the people who are governing right now and coming up and telling us to do a b c d are the ones who got us to this point and sadly uh, the current president is also part and parcel of that so no the people don't believe them so right now what we need is fresh leadership that who 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 can actually uh think from the point of sri lanka no longer you know bending themselves for agendas uh, uh you know schemes plans and you know what not we have to find leadership and that's missing that that, that is not in existence right now there is not one single either this camp that camp or whatever the camp there are no leaders real leaders who are thinking sri lankan so we had to find that leader so that is one of the reasons like right now even what i can tell is despite the fact that we know this is the path we need to tread on in order to solve this problem nobody wants to do it because look at the leaders look at the people who who are taking us there they are the same damn con artists who got us to this point so nobody believes them yeah. and they need to realize that the president need to realize that nobody believes me nobody trusts me the 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 members of the opposition should um basically understand that i know they are vying for power and we will probably give them the power but still they need to understand why the people do not trust them because they are the very same bunch who got us to this point so maybe next 25 one of the biggest things we need to do not not wait till we pass another 25 but immediately right now we have to go look for that leader or or if we think that we can't find that leader then we have to be that leader by ourselves we have to be that leader that thinks sri lanka first because what people need to understand is sri lanka first means you first your family first your society first that's what it means it doesn't mean some nationalistic you know radical ideology it means we are thinking about you you have to think about yourself we have to think about us um we have to i mean like one of the things uh, the former cj told me was the fact that we have to take the idea of i have the power to we have the power everyone everyone who's living in this country should be pushing towards that kind of thought and narrative and i think despite we've fallen it's good we've learned something so what is left is for us to stand up and be more knowledgeable than what we were when we, were, we when we fell i think some good thoughts to end our discussion today thank you mahesh for j- joining me this time Uh, and hope to have another conversation like this next week indeed uh, happy to be here sanjeev thank you and i'd like to thank all of our listeners for staying with us join us again next week as we bring to you the nationalistic viewpoint of what's happening within our country and that's anwasam hope you hope you have a great week